It's time for the 2 o'clock show. Featuring Matthew Clock, Tim Clock. Welcome to the 2 o'clock show. This is episode 23 in case that's what you were looking for. If it wasn't, then you're in the wrong place. But you can still stay and listen if you want to. We don't mind. Please? And without any further ado, episode 23 of the 2 o'clock show is brought to you in part by... Granny's Cookies, bringing you delicious treats since 1905. You're listening to the 2OKS News Network with breaking news. We interrupt this program to bring you breaking news. There's nothing going on worth talking about. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. It is time once again for the exciting adventures of Sam Spud, Private Eye, and his helpful assistant... Pradio Graden, and we find Sam and Prati in Sam's office, waiting for something to happen. And then, and then he says, so he, so he says to him, boss, he says, uh, 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 do you want to be getting that, boss, or do you want me to get to be getting it? You go ahead, Prati, I'm still building this card tower here, I'm almost at the top. Sam Spud, Private Eye, and this is his assistant, Pradio Graden, how can I be helping you? Oh, yeah, 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 it's missing, eh? Yes, I can find her anywhere. I've looked all over. Well, you called the right place there. Let me, let me, uh, get your information now. Now, do you want to be coming to our office, or, or do you want us to be meeting you somewhere? Well, she's somewhere in the house still, so I think you should probably come over here. Okay, uh, let me get your information, and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll settle all the particulars. We do, we do charge the, uh, Hefty uh, advance that we'll be needing, and uh, then Sam and I will get your information, and uh, we'll meet you at your house. Well, I, I think I got the uh, the address here all squared away there, boss. All right, so we're looking for this man's aunt. When Mr. Rykov, you said. Yeah, that's what he was telling me, boss. Uh, Mr. Rykov, Gustav Rykov. Uh, uh, he lives down here around the corner, and uh, we'll just park here in front of his house and go see if we can uh, help him out. Well, let's let's see what we can be finding here, boss. Oh yes, hello. You must be detective that I call for, yes. Yeah, my name's uh, Prodio Grotten. This here, this here is Sam Spud, uh, Private Eye, and uh, we're here to uh, assist you in uh, looking. Now we understand uh, your your aunt is missing. Yes, she's somewhere in the house, but I cannot find her. That's kind of strange. Are you sure? Are you sure she didn't get outside? No, I don't think she could have gotten that far. Okay, well we'll we'll help take a look around here. Uh, I'll tell you what. Tell you, I'll I'll go upstairs and uh, and why don't you, Sam? Why don't you look downstairs and then uh, we'll meet back down and see what you can find out. All right, that sounds like a plan, Prati. So how many people are in this house, Mr. Gustav? It is just me and my aunts. Aunts plural? Yes, I have a few. Well, what does the one we're looking for look like? Well, she is a very dark in appearance. I am very small, dark eyes. Uh, thin legs, very thin. Thinner than most. Okay, that should be enough to distinguish her from your other aunts. Well, I don't 
don't be seeing anything upstairs here, boss. I'll be coming back down. Oh, 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 oh. Are you okay, detective? I, I am just, uh, just testing the integrity of the stairs there. They, they seem to be holding up pretty good. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, uh, I, I didn't see anything upstairs there, boss. I, I looked around. And I looked everywhere. Closets. Behind curtains everywhere, so I, I couldn't find anything. Be sure to check baseboards too, she might be underneath. Uh, do you have hidden compartments or something? No, she's just very small. She fits easily. Okay. Pronti, something tells me we're getting the short end of the stick again. I don't know why you'd be saying that, boss. We just, uh, we just lose our, our pay every time we go on the call. Oh, you do not need to worry this time, friend. Money is no object. I pay you handsomely if you find my aunt. So when 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 was the last time you saw your aunt there, uh, Mr. Mr. Rykov? Probably this morning. She was in the tunnels with my other aunts. You you keep your aunts in a in a tunnel? Well, yes, of course. Where do you keep your aunts? Uh, now are you talking about uh, like aunts, like your your mom's sister? No, I'm not related to my aunts. Then uh, how, how is she your aunt? Because I own her. I ordered her in mail, in ant farm. Oh, uh, wait a minute here, boss. I think, uh, I think we've been taken again there, boss. You know, something about this case was bugging me. I don't know you mentioned it, boss. When I was upstairs, I, I thought I saw a little bug, but I, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to embarrass Mr. Brykov here. You did? Where was it? Up in that uh, first bedroom on the right. I'll be right back. Is her? You found her? Oh, thank you so much for finding her. Here, I pay you now. I pay you all the money I have here. Entire quarter? And for tip, nickel. Do not spend all in one place. Gee, uh, thanks there, uh, Mr. Rykov. That's, uh, more than, uh, more than generous. Uh, right, boss? Yes. Right, Prati, let's... let's go. Thank you very much, my American friends. I will not forget you. Yeah, uh, likewise, I'm sure that Mr. Uh, Rykov. Be sure to listen next time to the exciting adventures of Sam Spud, Private Eye. The following portion of our program has been brought to you in part by... Sally Manda's Exotic Pets, you know what I'm saying? This week's specials are wombats, naked mole rats, kangaroos, komodo dragons, okapis, tapers, pangolins, mudskippers, snow monkeys, bengal tigers, north indian fruit bats, turkey vultures, saltwater crocodiles, and brine shrimp. Why get a bueno poodle when you can have your own north indian fruit bat, you know what I'm saying? So come to Sally Manda's Exotic Pets today. Welcome to Solve the Riddle. This is another phone-in portion of our program where you can call in and try to solve today's riddle. And here is today's riddle. What do you find at the end of a rainbow? You can call in and give your answer and if you win, we have a special prize picked out to you that Larry has set up for you to, to have. And uh, we'll take your calls now and see if you can come up with what do you find at the end of a rainbow. 
Okay, going to line one. Um, you actually can't find the end of a rainbow because it is a visual phenomenon caused by the splitting of light in the atmosphere. Uh, nice try, but, uh, uh no. No, I'm, I'm not guessing, I'm simply stating that. Okay, off to line two. Line two, what do you find at the end of a rainbow? Well, uh, now you'll be finding, you'll be finding the part of gold down at the end of the rainbow. Uh, sorry, nice guess, but, uh, but no. What do you mean, no, I have Okay, I didn't think I was just insulted in a foreign language. Okay, now let's go to line three. What do you find at the end of a rainbow? Skittles! Uh, no. Good guess, though, but, but no. Taste the rainbow! Okay, let's go to line four. What do you find at the end of a rainbow? Uh, tea and biscuits. Um, no. Okay, we're going to line five. Line five, what do you find at the end of a rainbow? Your mother. Larry, I mean, seriously, don't you screen these calls? Uh, he, look, he's hiding. I don't know about that guy. Okay, line six. What do you find at the end of a rainbow? Well, the other day I was at the end of a rainbow and uh, I found a pot at the end of the rainbow and I flushed it too. Wah huh? Okay. Yeah. Okay, going to line seven. What do you find at the end of a rainbow? Do you find the cosmic unicorn? Um, good guess. Close, but uh, but no. Try try again next time. Going to line eight. Line eight. What do you find at the end of a rainbow? W. Correct. You win. At the end of a rainbow, you have W. And stay on the line, and Larry will tell you what you won. And thank you for phoning in to solve the riddle. Be sure to listen next time. Today's episode is also brought to you in part by. Normal edible dishes and cutlery. Why go with disposable when you can go with edible? When you're all done, just eat your trash. No leftover dishes or plates, no waste. Now, once again, it is time for Adventures in Time and Space. This time in Adventures in Time and Space, we thought that we would take an extra special trip. We're going to go to ancient Israel. We're going to set our dial here for the 11th century BC. And what we're hoping to do through our calculations and, and studies and so on, is we're trying to go back to the Valley of Elah in ancient Israel. And we want to actually see the fight between David and Goliath. And we're, we're hoping to land in the right place so we don't land in the Philistine camp or some such thing like that. That would be unpleasant. And uh, we're going to try to um, interview David and see this, this legendary but true battle between David and Goliath. So let's see. Okay, do you have the, uh, all the coordinates there all set? Yep. Okay. Oh, we made an addition to our Geotemporal Vortex Facilitator. Uh, in case you haven't heard this before, 
we have a, a machine that we actually constructed from an old dumpster and refrigerator welded together and we call it the geotemporal vortex facilitator and it's able to travel through time and space and we can go anywhere and any when that we desire anywhere and in anywhere and yeah anywhere in so also another another thing that we have added to our our we also lovingly call this thing the dumpster because it's faster than saying the geotemporal vortex facilitator all the time one thing that we've we've added to the dumpster is a window and um not wanting to you know get blinded or whatever by the weird elements and so forth of going through time and space we added a window so we could see out but we have a sliding metal protective shield between us and the window just in case and then once we're done traveling through time and space we can open it and and see where we are that way we don't have to open the door and get eaten by a dinosaur or something like that we make sure everything's safe before we get out don't you hate it when you open your door and you get eaten by a dinosaur yeah that's that can that can ruin your whole day so uh, okay so if you want to do the honors and push that little button there then we'll we'll be off hopefully to the valley of elah in the 11th century bc oh before we did that, we wanted to, to prove a theory here. Uh, there's lots of debate about how old is the Earth, you know, millions of years or, or 6,000 and so forth. And so to prove a theory, we, before we go back to the Valley of Elah, we wanted to, to actually set the dial for exactly where we are now, but 7,000 years back in time. And uh, we wanted to see what the Earth looked like 7,000 years ago. So do you have that uh, all set up there on the dial? Punching it in now. Okay, so we're going to go back 7,000 years and take a look. We'll see what we see. Okay, here we go. Okay, well, uh, tell you what. Rather than uh, getting killed by opening the door, uh, let's take let's slide this uh, protective shield back that we we made, and take a look out the window and see what we see. Okay, and you know what I see? It is it is absolutely dark. There is nothing. In fact, we appear to be floating in just nothingness there are no stars there's no moon there's no sun there's no earth it is just dark well uh i guess that proves our our theory um seven thousand years back in time there is nothing so i guess for us that answers that question okay okay so tell you what let's let's reset the dial here we'll set it for uh 11th century BC and set it up to our coordinates that we have set up through our information and our calculations and we're going to go to the Valley of Elah in ancient Israel or at least we're gonna try yeah we're gonna try so oh let me slide this uh, protective shield shut here before uh, before we go back we you know we we don't know what goes on outside this thing as we're traveling through time and space maybe we can Put a camera out there, like a GoPro or some type of thing, someday, and to see what it looks like out there as we're zinging through space and time. 
Okay. You go ahead and push the buttons there when you're ready, and we shall be off. All right, and we're off. Okay, that wasn't quite as uh, quite as bumpy as as we've experienced in times past. Still, uh, kind of rattly though. But considering though that we're going back to the 11th century BC, that's uh, that's a pretty far stretch. So true. Wasn't too bad. Okay, let's let's slide the the shield open here and take a look out the window. And I see. Two large hills and a valley, and I see people on each side of the valley that look like they're lined up for war. So I would say we're probably in the right place and the right time. Question is, which side is the Israelites and which side is the Philistines? Hopefully, hopefully, from our calculations from from our friend over there in Israel, the the archaeologist here, hopefully we got uh, we got on the right side of the valley. If not, we're gonna have to have words with him when we get back. Okay, well, let's let's step out here and see where we are. Well, I do see a really big dude over on the other side, so I'm guessing that's Goliath. Okay, that's that's encouraging. Okay, now what we need to do is approach these guys. Hopefully, they they won't see us coming and freak out as two weird people just like appearing here and coming up to them. Look look for somebody kind of little. That'll probably be David. Look for the youngest dude in this crowd. It's probably him. You mean like that little guy running out in the field there? Yeah, I bet that's that's got to be him. And that big old dude on the other side looks like he's ready to come down the hill. I guess they're going to go down and fight in that valley in between. Yeah, he is coming down. Look at all the weapons he's got on him. Like, how many do you need, dude? I mean, seriously. He's even got a dude to carry that big old shield of his. He's all that armor and he's fighting a little a little boy. I mean, really? According to our calculations, they, we believe that Goliath was as tall, believe it or not, as tall as 9 foot 6 to 9 foot 9 inches tall. And uh, looking at this guy, I believe it because he appears to be almost like two of me tall. So he's, he is one imposing dude, that's for sure. Looks like they're saying something to each other. Uh, what, is, what does David have there? Just, he has a stick. It looks it looks like he has a uh, a sling there in his hand, yep. a little bag. Oh, now he's running at him. I'm gonna get me a seat. This is gonna be good. And here's the wind up and the pitch. And down he goes. Sure enough. Man, he sunk that right in his forehead, just like it says. Now he's uh he's grabbing Goliath's sword. Oh Ooh. man, I'm I'm glad you guys can't see this. Uh, he just uh, kind of decapitated old Goliath there after he fell on his face with a rock in his forehead. And all the Israelites are chasing the Philistines. I tell you. Well, tell you what. Let's um, let's head down the the hill here. See if we can talk with uh, with David. Get an interview with him before we go back. I know we have to go back here pretty shortly, but uh, let's see if we can we can get an interview with this this young man here. 
Uh, excuse us, uh, there, young man. Uh, can we talk to you a minute? I mean, I guess. Hi, uh, we don't mean to uh, alarm you here. I know we look a little, a little odd, I'm sure, to you, but uh, my name's Tim. This is my son, Matthew. Uh, we just, we just uh, heard about what you were going to do here today, and, and uh, we witnessed the, uh, the incident for ourselves. We wanted to come uh, congratulate you, and we are just wondering if we could talk to you for a moment uh, about what brought on this, this whole confrontation. The confrontation with him? He was taunting the armies of God. In doing so, he was defying the one true God, and no one was standing up to him. Now, we understand that uh, Goliath had been talking a lot of mess for uh, a period of like 40 days. Is, is, that, is that so? That's what I've heard. I've just arrived today. Now, we understand your, your dad sent you down here to, um, to bring lunch for your, your older brothers? Uh, yeah, he's, my dad Jesse sent me to bring bread to him and to bring cheese for the captain. Now, uh, what was what was their uh, reaction when they sh saw you showing up here with bread and cheese and stuff? Were they uh, were they glad to see you? Well, I didn't really get to meet with my brothers until after Goliath started running his mouth again. But uh, they were kind of mad at me actually. I was saying, you know, why don't we stand up to him? God is with us, not them. What right does he have to defy him? Yeah, apparently the uh, the army of Israel was looking at the. You know, the outward appearance of, of Goliath, they were apparently afraid of him. Um, what what made you, uh, you know, a young man as yourself, what made you so unafraid of this, this giant Goliath? I mean, it doesn't matter how big you are, the God that was with me is bigger than everyone. He protected me when I was defending lambs from lions and bears, so if he protected me from them, he would protect me from him. All right, so now did... Uh... Did Saul, the King Saul, allow you to just run down there and take him on, or, or did you have to convince him? How how'd that work out? Well, I was just talking with some of the soldiers, saying, hey, you know, why aren't we fighting him? And they said that I was just being, you know, prideful or whatever, and they actually took me to him, and I explained the situation, and like I said to you, that God protected me when defending lambs from bears and lions, and delivered them into my hand as with Goliath. And so he actually sent me forward. He was going to give me his armor and his sword and everything, but I couldn't even walk in it. Well, you know, we just wanted to congratulate you. We heard about uh, this going on, and we wanted to see it for ourselves. And uh, we wanted to congratulate you on this defeat of Goliath and putting him in his place. And uh, we, uh, this is truly one way to, uh, to get ahead in life, as it were. I see what you did there. So... Uh, we just wanted to meet you and congratulate you, and uh, we know we, big things are in store for you in your life, and we just wanted to uh, to witness this for ourselves. We're from a uh, far-off land, but we uh, we had heard what was going on here, and we wanted to uh, see it for ourselves. So we're glad we we're here to to witness that and to um, to see this this fascinating uh, event. Okay, well, I guess I'm gonna. Head off, then I've got four more stones and four more giants. Yeah, we noticed, we noticed, uh, somebody said that you had, uh, five stones. You, you came at, uh, Goliath, you didn't have a sword, you didn't have anything but a stick, and five stones. Why, why the five stones again? I don't understand. Well, Goliath isn't the only giant here, and he's got four brothers. So one for each of them, eh? That's the plan. 
All righty. Well, we don't want to hold you up here. Um, uh, nice to meet you, and we shall uh, talk with you later. And for our listeners, we, uh, we're going to head back now, and we hope you'll join us once again for Adventures in Time and Space. Well, we hope you enjoyed uh, Adventures in Time and Space, and, and as we came back to our normal time, we decided to try something different. And instead of going back home, we had a little side trip to a local marine park in here in California. We don't want to get sued, so we're not going to mention their name. But they have a big shark exhibit, and we thought what we would do is we thought we'd have our geotemporal vortex facilitator appear right in the very top of this, this shark tank. And we want to see for ourselves, will it float? And if not, we're going to have to try to get out of here really quick before all our, all our instruments get destroyed and we sink and get eaten by sharks. Why are we choosing a shark tank again and not like a lake? Well, this is more fun. Okay. Here we go. So far, we seem to be uh, seem to be floating pretty much. Well, let's open the protective shield and see if we actually are floating. Um. Wow. There are some big sharks in this tank. They're they're checking us out. They're swimming around and around and kind of bumping into us. I don't think they're too happy with us being in here. Yes, we're also very much not floating. Why are my feet wet? Is it because of the water coming in? Could be. My knees are now wet. I think we might want to leave. Yeah, I'm just gonna just do this and here we go. We shall see you next time. We shall talk with you next time on the 2 o'clock show.